Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. The holidays are usually viewed as a time of happiness and rejoicing, but for some people, it can be a period of painful reflection, loneliness, anxiety, and really depression. Feelings of sadness that last throughout the holiday season, usually from November through December, are often referred to as the holiday blues. But for someone who has lost someone, this time period can be more than just the holiday blues. Hi, you're listening to episode 84 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. With the available vaccines now, the COVID restrictions aren't as stringent as last year, and people are looking forward to gathering together for the holidays. However, if you're one of the many people who have lost a loved one, there is a potential for a very dark holiday season. How does one cope with loss during a time of celebration? Joining me now is Alyssa Berman, the Senior Bereavement Counselor for LifeBank, to guide us through how to cope while grieving through the holidays. Alyssa, thanks for being here as always. I know the holidays can be hard for those who are grieving. Why does grief feel harder and more intense around the holiday season? The holidays are historically time that we spend with loved ones. And society tells us this is also a time that we're supposed to be happy. Wherever you go, whether it be the store or a doctor's office, there's just something in there that says this is the time for joy. And yet many people who are grieving are feeling anything but that. Also, holidays are times we celebrate milestones with the people we love and care for. And when holidays are a time that you're supposed to be with the people you love the most and the people you love the most are not there, it makes it incredibly difficult. And the holidays can often be the hardest time for a griever. It's something that they anticipate, they expect, they're waiting for. Often, it's actually the anticipation that's hardest. I remind people that their loved one is not there on the 23rd of December, and they're not there on the 26th of December either. So the holiday itself marks a passage of time and just a reminder of the loss that you have during a time of year when you're supposed to be happy and joyous. What are some ways that you recommend people can cope during this time of year with their grief or while grieving? Well, since holidays tend to magnify loss, you know, you can feel very isolated and alone. So part of it is making a decision on how you want to spend your holiday and to always kind of have a plan A and a plan B. I often will tell people that they need an exit strategy. So if you're going to somebody's house for the holiday, I often encourage people to take their own car and park in a place where if it gets too much, they can go. But in addition, we have to kind of externalize our loss, give it a sense of time and place. So really sit with your family and decide 
how you want to celebrate this year. And I say this year because what you do in year one or year two doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be doing that in years to come. I recall a family telling me that they wanted to go to Cabo San Lucas for the holiday. Was there something wrong with that? They wanted to know. And I reminded them that their grief goes with them wherever they go. And if you are fortunate enough where you can have your grief by a pool or on the beach, have at it. In addition, helping to create a tribute for a loved one. Sometimes people like to light a candle for their loved one, share stories. If you're of the faith where you celebrate Christmas, often people will create a Christmas ornament for their loved one. Or perhaps you decide that you'll go around the table and everyone share a funny story of your loved one. It also may be when you're thinking about that plan A and plan B, that plan B is maybe watching a movie that you both enjoyed or looking through a photo album. And sometimes it's not that you ever do plan B, but it's just knowing that you have plan B in place. Another idea that I often share with donor families is people find it difficult because there's one person less to give a gift to. So often I encourage them to decide how much money would they have spent and what would they like to do instead? Would they like to take that money and buy clothes and donate those clothes to a shelter? Would they like to take that money and buy books and donate the books to a library? There are so many ways that you can honor your loved one on the holiday. And most importantly, that you decide together as a family what you want to do and how you want to make it happen. Knowing, too, that we have to keep our expectations low. If you were somebody who cooked an elaborate dinner and you expect that you're going to feel the way you did in previous years, it's really important to be realistic, to know your energy level, to understand who's there to support you, and to recognize what you can and can't do in a difficult time. It's particularly difficult for people who have children in their lives. Many adults want to be brave and put on a a great show for the sake of the children. And how can we help them get through the holidays so that the children have a wonderful season, but they still are dealing with their grief? So it's always important to take the lead of children. Children are wonderful in that they're not like adults and that they do not have baggage. A five-year-old isn't sitting at Christmas remembering the last Christmas that they had a loss whereas we as adults do. Also be prepared for the fact that children are going to ask questions and we do not have to have the answers. Children who've had a loss will often ask, where is my daddy celebrating Christmas? And instead of answering the question, often we need to ask the child, well, what do you think? Where do you think daddy is this Christmas? It's very important, though, that whatever you say, that it's consistent with what the family believes and holds to be true. The other thing that's really important this time of year is to remember that joy is fine. I often talk to families about the importance of living in the and, that you can miss your loved one and you can celebrate the holiday. You can cry for your loved one and you can tell a funny story and experience laughter. Children are the most brilliant examples of living in the and. 
They have the capacity to say, I really miss grandma and let's go play now. They remind us of balance. And as long as we are honest and just don't pretend that everything is just as it was last year, children will feel safe to tell us their stories and to ask their questions. And innately, they will bring joy to an otherwise painful holiday and encouraging them to be happy and to share in that happiness with them can only make our holiday a more peaceful place to be this year. Alyssa, that's awesome advice. And with your words of wisdom, we can help people manage their grief through the holiday and find some joy. And we wish everybody a happy and healthy holiday season. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.